Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, Challenge fans, to another episode of the Rotten Banana Podcast. I'm your host, Logan of HedrickFiles.com. Joining me on this beautiful Friday evening and afternoon, we finally made it to the end of the week. My bestie, Allie. How you doing, girl? Hi. I love how I can hear you pull away from the microphone so you can yell. <laughs> I don't want to scream into the mic, I can, like, but I want to scream. I feel you get farther away as your vol- I appreciate it, but I'm, I can also picture you like, doing it. <laughs> Hello. We are here today to discuss a little bit of uh, Challenge All-Star Season 2, Episode 9, but mostly the final, Episode 10 of Season 2, It Takes Two. We definitely got to dive a little bit into Brad and Jody going home, but I feel like we'd be bearing the lead, even though we missed an episode last week, if uh, we didn't dive deep into a lot of craziness and zaniness, zaniness that happened in this final, plus all of the... Instagram lives and entertainment weekly articles that have come out in the last 24 hours. So I'm yikes. I think uh, just right at the top, I want to say, go ahead and look at our podcast feed. We would love for you guys to listen to the Harry Potter uh, return to Hogwarts podcast that Allie and I recorded yesterday uh, for an hour recapping that. And then our boy, Alan Aguirre jumped on the pod with us and (laughs) You guys, in all of your sorting hat brilliance, sorted the entire cast of All Stars 2. So that was a fun exercise. I love how you're calling it an exercise. Like, it was something that, like, we needed to do. <laughs> it was a, a, a mental thought experiment that uh, I participated assignment. in. <laughs> I know. I felt bad at certain points because I was just like, is he just, like, so bored or is this, like, the best ping pong match he's ever watched. I, I was very tell. fascinated by it. You guys both had very interesting uh, takes, especially when you would disagree, but then you would use the same logic and reasoning to arrive <laughs> at different uh, houses. I loved that. That was very yeah. fun for me. You were a good sport though, because we basically just dunked on Gryffindor the whole time. And <laughs> um, you didn't complain too much. So good for you. Uh, us Gryffindors are a, a self-righteous bunch, so we deserve to be knocked down every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> All right. Um, Challenge All-Stars 2, episode 9. We don't need to dive into the whole thing, but 
Uh, as you have astutely pointed out via our, our texts over the last week, like this final would look very, very different with Brad and Jody in it. So I think it warrants a bit of a discussion leading up to the final, especially because the final starts that night. Uh, there, there's no wait until the next morning. There's no secret fake mm-hmm. TJ ninjas that they tried to do on rivals too. None of that just cut right to it. So I say we jump a little bit into Brad and Jody versus Darrell and Janelle in, uh, okay. Rec house. What did they call it this, this time around? It, it's a variation. It's yeah. Fun. It's a variation on a elimination they've done in the past. Very, very fun. Like Ali, have you yeah. ever seen or, or done these like rec rooms, they like exist in real life, right? Where you can just destroy a room. I feel like I have like caught wind of them existing. I have never done one. I probably should. Cause it seems like something that helps with anger issues. And I would probably benefit from that, but no, I have never done one. Um, I like how they modified it to be like, for two people. Yes. I, I, I like the changes that they made from doing this on bloodlines. Right. Totally. That's definitely the last time they did it, which is a while ago. That is like <laughs> eight seasons ago now. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one was definitely different. They just had to, the, the guys, I guess it was guys team versus guys team in that case, but it was still just one person had to, you know, stuff a room full of stuff through a hole. This was a little different in a much they had to clear the clever room. aspect. Yeah, you're right. They had to clear the room mm-hmm. last time. This was about weight getting through. So there's a far more strategy in it in uh, mm-hmm. finding the smallest, densest, most heaviest pieces to get through, which both competitors, both uh, Brad and Darrell figured out were the cinder blocks, which, you know, were like ho- holding everything up. Um what do you think was the failing strategy for Brad and Jody? Was Jody just like spending too much time smash, like re smashing stuff because it was only what, like two pounds difference at the end. Yeah. I think the strategy is to fit as many big pieces as you can, like without taking the time and effort to, break them down even more because there's going to be pieces that come through that don't need to be broken up. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. It was tricky. It, it's, it's hard to have a strategy when the goal is just like Hulk smash. Just um, destruction. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> there's no strategy with destruction. Um, I think I agree. I think this was just like who gases out quicker who, who, you know, once we're, how long did they have 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it was. Yeah, and there was even they even pointed out that Janelle like positioned her body differently. Right. And that Jody was like trying to stay on her feet, so she had to move her body more. And Janelle was like hunkered down, kind of like on her knees or in this like squat. So she wasn't exerting a lot of like energy from her body other than just putting pieces through the hole. And even um, with that, Janelle launched like 10 plus pieces too far outside of the, the little catcher box. So yeah, could have won by a lot more. I think Jody missed the box a couple times, but Janelle was like firing them through a little bit at one point. So uh, yeah, ends up being Janelle and Darrell with the win. Um, And then TJ says, sorry, Brad and Jody, 
you're on your way. You know, really rough end to the season after they won, I think, four dailies throughout. Um, mm-hmm. What what did you think of their series of their season? You know, Jody with the epic epic fucking comeback after years and years and years off, and Brad. You know, uh, I think maybe it's just me, but I feel like I don't remember him. You know, getting eliminated twice before the final in his Renaissance period. So, really, this is like par for the course for Brad, like continuing to kick ass all season and then not making it to a final. Yeah, the last time we saw Brad was on Final Reckoning, and he got eliminated because he was dating Brittany. Like, Paulie chose to set, you know, right? He, like, picked his team and Zach's team, something to, like, fuck with their game because of who they were dating. Um, So, yeah, not a great showing on the last time, sort of not his own fault. But I'll I'll just say the game has changed so much since the two of them dominated it. Um, And I think they got faced with stuff that they couldn't necessarily train for. That's not something you can practice. Um, You know, I don't know if Jody has spent any time really in the last few years working on puzzles, the way that people who do this as their career do. And I think All-Stars is just really hard to win, man. You have like two weeks, three weeks notice before you go. Um, I think given what the discussion we're about to have, I think the merit of winning all stars is almost impossible now, maybe, but that, that leads itself to a lot more conspiracies, but uh, I agree with you. It it is from the era that they come from for Jody to can still be the Jack of all trades and be just dominant across the board. You know, you you talk about the, the fucking Wes Bergman turbo rubric. Mm-hmm. Jody is nine and a halfs and tens out of tens across the fucking board. But, um, yeah, it, just a mental mistake on the daily challenge early on. And, uh, that really sank him. So, do you think Yeah, this- I think the game is just too different. They they did their absolute best. Like they killed it. They did so well, but so many things just have to go right. I mean, the you know, spoiler alert, the people who won never saw an elimination. That's so true. things just have to you have to kind of be on the path. Um it's really hard to get on the path if you're not, you know. And isn't it wild that MJ and John A made it through didn't go to an elimination. Same thing for John A season one. Copy paste Janelle Durrell. Durrell doesn't go in season one. Uh, it's it's astonishing. Th- that is like impressive gameplay. And any way you slice mm-hmm. it, you know, with Durrell with his deep connections and John A, you know, as this floater and, and really good politician, like <laughs> to make it two full seasons and go to the final both times. And these are your two runner ups in season mm-hmm. one and then they run it back and do the same <laughs> fucking thing season two. That's crazy. Yeah. I think that, um, being well liked is the, is the biggest skill you can have in all. Is stars. that the hack is the game hack? Yes. A hundred percent. I think it carries so much more weight in all stars than it does in the regular season. And I think it's because of the length, because you can remain well liked for three weeks 
in a way that you can't in eight weeks on the challenge. It's sort of like the, you either become the, you either die the hero or <laughs> you either get eliminated as the hero or you stay on the challenge long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> and that doesn't happen Sorry, as much on all stars. Yeah, I think being yeah. well-liked is, is the biggest skill. That is, uh, that is brilliant yet simple analysis and it, it <laughs> a thousand percent fits. It works, man. Okay. Ready to jump into, uh, the finale, the episode 10. Uh, I think we can kind of pepper along like how we think maybe Brad and Jody would have potentially done in this final, uh, along the way. But for the most part, there's still a lot to discuss without even jumping into hypotheticals. So right off the bat, TJ and production had to do something to fucking piss me off in a final again. <laughs> Riddle me this Batman. What the fuck is the point of starting a final with a sleep deprivation challenge? Like, I understand it at the end of day one, but wouldn't you rather see all of your castmates that you just put through the ringer for nine episodes? Wouldn't you rather them start on, like, a strong foot? Just, like, handicapping everyone and removing 50% brain energy and, you know, 50% leg energy from the jump? Doesn't that seem like counterintuitive? I just, I'm baffled by this decision. It's a very odd combination <clears throat> to do what they did and then have such a puzzle heavy final. Good point. Yes. Like it, it's, it, nobody was operating at even anything close to a hundred percent. And to have something where, like you said, you take away so much of their brain power and then you ask them all day to rely on their mental skills and their endurance, which are like the two things that go, just a really bizarre choice. And I'll, 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 I'll get into the like production lies to us conversation right away. I can't remember where I saw it. It might have been on Reddit today. There apparently was a puzzle before the staying up all night that they cut. Wow. Yeah. Uh, never understand why they cut stuff from finals and make them seem easier than they are because they're always incredibly grueling and damn near impossible. I do wonder, would we have not seen Ayana quit had they swapped this uh, sleep deprivation from night zero to night one? Like, do you think? May, I mean, it's it's impossible to say. I personally don't think that Ayana could finish a final at all. I think she just wasn't cut out for it. She played a great mental game. She made friends at the right time. She won eliminations. But I mean, I think they they ran, walked, ran, jogged, whatever. It had to be upwards of like between 12 and 15 miles. Oh, I've got estimations for when we get to that section. And okay. Yeah. I the biking think... was 30 miles. Just yeah, the biking. And I mean, I'm not even judging. I'm someone who attempted to do the half marathon during a week, a run Disney weekend. And I got picked up by the balloon ladies. Like I got swept. I wasn't fast enough. So I'm not hating at all, but I just think full night of sleep or not. I don't know if Ayana was really capable of, what the final required. Cause what did them in was 
the the memory pairing puzzle, which I'm still awestruck by a few of these competitors and how well they did with that, because that one was unbelievably difficult. But yeah. that one, it, it wasn't even like, I, I think Ayana was obviously tired, like exhausted tired, but it, it, it wasn't like, oh, I can't make another trip to do this. It's I can't make another trip to do this and fucking remember anything at this point. Right. Like I stayed up all night. I can't remember the answer. And the thing that tells me the answer is a mile away. And then I have <laughs> right. to come a mile back. I can't yep. do that. Okay. So let's, let's reverse a little bit. <laughs> Rewind a little bit. <laughs> okay. Up all night. One person gets to stand on a log. One person gets to sleep. Looks like basically nobody gets any sleep except MJ. He fucking knocks out. It starts mm-hmm. pouring on all the girls who, who all four of them go out there first. Shout out to them for Wait, being badass. Say that part again a little bit louder. Yeah, all, all the girls the go first. All the women you. go first. And they're all moms. And they're all, all the fucking moms. badasses. And they like stand out there in the rain and just crush it. So absolute major props to them. This was so impressive. They, the editors start playing Brain Stew by Green Day as they are switching shifts here. Um, yeah, I wrote down why would they want them to start sleep deprived to in the beginning of the final. I just did not understand. And this then give them like seven puzzles. Uh, Darrell and John a are looking to redeem themselves from that all stars one final. And then TJ lays out the format, uh, sort of rivals two esque. I forget the other final. I was thinking that this reminded me of, but just in its format in that there's like a hub and then you have to go, you make a big run to the hub and then you got to go off in these different branches, come back to the hub to, uh, you know, complete the mandala in this case. Um, did you know what a mandala was? No. And I loved that TJ admitted he didn't like, he's such a (laughs) talking head at this point that he just like, says things that he has no idea what they are. And he's like, it's not my job to know. It's your job to figure it out. I I am literally just a puppet for production. They put a hand on my ass and I talk. (laughs) Jesus. Um, Okay. So as they are running to the nucleus, which is the the center hub, Melinda and Nehemiah take a wrong turn. Supposed to be following the black arrows all the way there. They see a blue arrow. They take it. They head straight to the blue checkpoint, sort of a disaster, which makes them not only winning the first leg, but like the, the, the first mandala, but also the first whole leg that much more impressive. Mm-hmm. They had this like huge handicap to start. Right. Uh, so Tech and Ayana are the first ones there. They decide to do the biking puzzle challenge, which is pretty straightforward. It's just like a shit ton of biking back and forth. I believe it was seven total trips and it must have been three, at least three miles because uh, I believe it was Janelle at one point when she was doing it. She's like talking about calculating how much they've biked. And, and she said it was over 30 miles, which is like, I don't even yeah. want to bike one mile, dude. That sounds awful. No. Yeah. I'm this out. was like, uh, it's a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> I did find this aspect of the final very fascinating that, Tech and Ayana first chose the biking puzzle. Mm-hmm. Darrell and Janelle elected to first do the cave puzzle, and Nehemiah and Melinda did the pair challenge puzzle. I thought it was really cool that all three went in different directions, which reminded me of that one 
race course in Mario 64 where, you know, there's like no, there, there is like one fastest route to get through the whole race, but it, you can take like a million different routes. So on your like mini map, it never really tells you who's in first place because everybody's like so scattered across the map. Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you a Mario 64 I really, kid? I really wish you would check these references before you start because I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, someone out there knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Well, it's not me, and I'm here, so I'm all you got. Um, Tech and Ayana are struggling with the biking. Maybe it's more than 30 miles, because I I wrote down, she said it's six miles each way, which would be nuts. That would be way more than I 30. think she meant six miles round trip. Okay, but they're still, making, they're still making seven trips, so that's more than 30. But anyway, <clears throat> any way you slice it, it's a lot of biking. Um, and it's not exactly on like a nice, pretty Pacific Ocean view sidewalk. It's true, like, very true. <laughs> fucking pretty rough terrain, and you're tied together. Let's not forget that. Oh, the being tied together is so tough. Having to be side by side—that—that's maybe the toughest Fuck part. Fuck that. Okay, my question for you is: What is the hack for the pairing puzzle? Uh, I, this seems insanely overwhelming. Melinda and Nehemiah get maybe like eight on their first try. They have to go back. Um, yeah, before I jump into the next one, I, I, I want to hear more of your thoughts on this pairs puzzle because this is basically what stalled out half the teams in yeah. this leg and how quickly they showed only two trips. I'm sure it was more than that because of the brilliance of editing. There but, were a lot of pairs. <laughs> There were so um, fucking many. What is the mnemonic hack to figure this out? So I noticed that two teams did it two different ways. And I was trying to figure out what you're asking as well. Like, what are you memorizing here? Because so first, Melinda and Nehemiah, they each remembered one half of the match. So like Melinda would turn one. And Nehemiah would turn one. Right. So I think that they went through and they picked like eight or 10 and they basically said like, okay, this is where mine is on this. And maybe they counted. It looked like maybe there were 10. Um, were there four rows of 10? I, th I think that sounds right. At so you least, say like, yeah. so you say like, okay, we're going to memorize right now. Let's memorize the, and you might even pick like, let's only memorize things that are on the first row and the fourth row. Like, only those pairs. If it's if it's on the first row, but it's not on the fourth row, go to the next thing. You know what I mean? So you know you're only working within two lines and you can remember it by number. So let's say you're like, okay, I'm going to remember the pineapple. Mine is at two. Yours is at eight. So, on the, so two over on the first row and eight over on the fourth row. Does that make sense? Slightly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, I would so struggle. Then, yeah. So then I noticed that John A was counting. So I think that she did sort of the same thing. I don't think MJ helped her in the matching at all. And that's why she was so tired. Well, the guys like, helped almost zero in any of the puzzles, including the final puzzle, the final math challenge. I mean, Darrell had a flashlight on the wrong thing. So, you know. <laughs> that was such a good moment. <laughs> that was just I, I wrote I wrote down something along the lines of like, he's using a flashlight in open air in the middle of the day, Broad expecting daylight. something to happen. But to your point, would that have happened if they hadn't stayed up all night? Maybe not. Um, to me, it seems like you you create like a grid 
So, sorry, I feel like I never explained this well to you. I'm sorry. So if it is a four by 10 grid, you you um, assign numerical values. So the first row is one through 10. The second row is 11 through 20, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then when you go to remember a pair, since our brain is conditioned to remember numbers and not symbols, let's say you're like, okay, I'm going to remember this circle. Okay. The circle is at 17 and 22. Circle, 17, 22. Circle, 17, 22. Okay. Now I'm going to remember the X. The X is at 4 and 19. So the circle was at 17 and 22, and the X is at 4 and 19. Does that... You yeah, so, like, so you're, you're assigning a coordinate, essentially, to each basically, one Basically, because your brain... I've said this a lot. Your br- like we used to be able to memorize phone numbers. Um, <laughs> we don't have to do that anymore. But our brains are conditioned to memorize numbers, um, n- not so much symbols. So if you can figure out how to look at a puzzle that you have to solve and and assign numbers to it, it's a little easier on your brain. Um, I, I say all that. I got a good night's sleep last night. So who fucking knows? But <laughs> that's what I think the hack was here was not just try and like remember a, a place on the um, on the board randomly. But if you could figure out like, OK, and, and plus the people making these puzzles aren't fucking geniuses either. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. So like they fall victim to patterns, too. We all do. Our brains think in patterns. So like it may be that everything on the first row matches everything in the bottom right quadrant. Like if you can, anything that you can do to pick up on a pattern is good. Right. Nothing is like truly random. Correct. It's impossible to be pretty, it's like human brains, pretty much impossible to be random. So if you can pick up on any kind of like, okay, like this is the, this is the third on this first row and it's the, the sixth on the second row. Oh, wow. Look on the first row, the sixth one is the ninth one on the next one. And then the ninth, you know what I mean? Like that's just how patterns seep into our brains. At one point, I think, I think it's Nehemiah and Melinda. He flips one and he's like, Oh shit. I don't know where the other one is. And she's like, wait, 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 mm-hmm. don't panic. I think think it's this one and she flips it right and then there's like one more pair and then they flip the challenge one and i was like holy shit you guys crushed that one that was so so impressive process of elimination too right like you know like okay i i if i know the challenge ones are right here you flipped a not challenge one your brain has stopped working i know yeah yep yep but very um, impressive stuff because it takes a lot of like planning and practicing to even have a strategy sort of at the ready to to apply to whatever puzzle they're they're able to put in front of you. Yeah, like I'm I'm genuinely curious how long each team spends at mm-hmm. the uh you know, the uh the master and, and right. to figure out how long they actually spend memorizing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that sort of breaks down the at least how Nehemiah took down the pairing puzzle. This next one, I think on my just third. Nehemiah, just Nehemiah what? took down the pairing puzzle. No, I said Nehemiah and Melinda took down the pairing puzzle. Did you? Are you sure? I think maybe. <laughs> okay. Definitely meant that Melinda crushed. Okay. 
I think upon third viewing, I finally understand <laughs> the uh, the word puzzle, the the cave one, a little more. Because I initially wrote down like the trip to the cave is basically fucking pointless if all they have to do is line up the one dot or the two dots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. But, did I text you that? I was like, this one, this cave one is fucking dumb because once you remember one, the rest are in the right place. But I was missing the, something. Right. What I was missing too is that there's a number assigned to each letter in the cave. So, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. so in, in the cave, it's a number, one or two dots, and a symbol. And so you have to remember obviously whatever it was one through 28 and, and that's your order for the words. Do you get what I'm saying? Like when they get back, they have their whiteboard. So, so, so they put 28 characters unfilled on their whiteboard. And then even though they have the, uh, the, the one dot lined up with one dot on the key, they still need to know the order of the letters. That Got corresponds okay. back in the cave. So so that's why I was like, what's the fucking point of the cave? You just go run to the cave, come back, and then – But right. the, the important part is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and what those coordinate to as a letter. Got so it. there's actually a lot of things you had to remember. You had to remember the number matching up with the uh, corresponding one or two dots and a symbol to 26 yeah, because or whatever it, seemed it was like it seemed like john a figured out that the the dots were the hack like if the if the dots lined up you had you had the right code so it seemed like you could just line up the dots and then rotate it to whatever symbol you needed to line it up to it seemed like john a figured something out <laughs> The dots were definitely crucial, but it, I feel like that was still only like a third of the equation. You still needed the the letter corresponding to which subset of dots plus the number. So there was a lot more going on here than than I actually initially picked up on. This one was pretty tough too. Yeah. So but again, the, like one or two sentences of information would have helped us as the viewer. Understand. Yes, that's the frustrating part. Is I'm like, <clears throat> right? If this was translated poorly to the competitors, how poorly is this translating to the viewers? Like, it makes no fucking sense. Exactly. So the words end up being redemption and perseverance. Um, MJ and John A get it. I believe they're the first ones for. Uh, I think respect, redemption, and perseverance. I feel like John A and MJ said respect first i think it was just the two because it, it was only 26 characters oh, okay. but the, it, a and d were also like in the middle confusing yeah because nobody else said respect maybe she was just trying to figure out the word potentially because yeah, once you get like enough letters you can use your brain it's yeah true once you get 80 percent of them you can kind of fill it in okay so uh i wrote down incredibly impressed with uh, Nehemiah and Melinda and they're being the first ones to get a mandala. MJ yeah. at one point says it's 115 degrees out and he feels like he's going to pass out. Uh, also in a clip from the like season preview, don't we see MJ going into an EMT into like the back of an ambulance during this final it's like in the jungle. 
I vaguely remember yes, something about that. Yes, and I, I read somewhere he he had to be treated by medics during the final. I think it was in their Entertainment Weekly interview that they did. Was that Entertainment Weekly? I, I didn't actually read the whole thing. I just saw the the highlights from it on Reddit. Um, but is that ridiculous to edit something like that out about your eventual winner overcoming such adversity as almost dying from this fucking final you put together? Well, he was almost dying from dehydration. So it's not in the best interest of the people who create the show. I did see to, some comments about that. that They're like withholding water from the cast. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> I guess like when they, when they look at everything they have, the only thing that they show to us is if it's entertaining a and B, does it affect the outcome? Right. Uh, shout because out, if it doesn't, they think we don't need it, which is insulting. Out, um, Natty B on Reddit always, um, Contributing to our, you know, cast interviews and stuff. I believe that's who I saw said the comment about um, lack of water. Um, I guess you're right. You know, when they only have 45 minutes to for for content in an episode, I guess that checks out. But it's still like it was in the fucking preview, man. Like, right. You expect me not to notice these things? But see, like. Think about that. They have something that's like, because there was also in the preview, Latarian getting into an ambulance. Did we see that? No, definitely not. I do not remember that. So the they, they use like the juiciest stuff in the trailer and then they don't show it if it doesn't affect the bigger picture. It's a bait and switch. Yeah. I hate it they, when movie trailers do it. <laughs> that they are definitely guilty of. You know, what's the greatest bait and switch in the history of trailers. I, I feel the need to say this because no. Scream comes out this weekend. So in Scream 2, when um, Jamie Kennedy's character is killed, he's like on a college campus and he's like on the phone with the killer and he's like ranting and raving and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, you want to be like Billy Loomis, whatever. He was a fucking loser. Like, you're not going to be like, and he starts, you know, naming off all these famous ser- serial killers. And in the trailer clip, he like, you know, says four names in a row and then it cuts to something else. So once that scene happens in the movie, you're like expecting to hear this name, this name, this name, this. And then when he gets and he's about to say the fourth name, he doesn't even get to say it. And the killer like swoops him up and dumps him in a van and carves him up and kills him. So it's like this incredible bait and switch where your brain was already conditioned to think that this line will be completed in its entirety in the movie because that's how you heard it in the trailer. Yeah. That's clever. I, it is very clever, but it doesn't like fucking work. You to memorize it and then, and then like, and then pull the know, rug out from under you in the, the movie. Yep. But it doesn't fucking work in reality TV. Hence no. the word reality. You can't bait and switch like that, you know? Anyways, um, let's just take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. We still have a lot more about this final to discuss. Okay, we are back. Uh, at this point, we see Melinda rolled her ankle. Obviously, she had this knee brace on the whole time. And uh, it sounded like a nasty, nasty ankle turn. Allie, what's what's your worst ankle roll of your lifetime? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I was a cheerleader for 20 years. so That's the name of <laughs> the game. I've had a lot of them. Um, I have, like, dust 
filled angles. There's just oh, nothing gross. down there anymore. Just bone um, chips flying around. Yeah, it's just lawless down there. Um, <laughs> I mean, any that you can like hear the pop. Yep, that's um, bad. But the the key is, and Melinda seemed to know this because I um I actually so I actually like fractured my ankle um the day of my ten year high school reunion, and I Whoa. had planned it. I had planned it. Um, it was like from, from the role that I held on student council in high school, it like traditionally the person that has that role plans the reunion. And so I had planned the whole damn thing. So I didn't want to skip it, but I had rolled my ankle and I kind of just kept like moving around on it. I, I wore a, a like a, a, not a medical boot, just like boots that night. Um, and I woke up to be clear, not morning. a medical boot, a fabulous boot. A fabulous boot. Just saying, like, I didn't intentionally keep it sort of solid. You know what I mean? So I wake up the next morning, hungover as all hell, because once I did everything that I had to do, I got so fucked up. And then, Logan, it was oh, one injuries of the- when you're drunk, you're just like walking around on them. You're like, oh, this feels so fine the next day. Well, not even. Yeah, and not even, like, to Melinda's credit, it's not even when you're drunk. You have to keep moving because it's not until, like, when you hurt a joint, it's not until you are given rest Ah, that it can start to swell and it really sets in. So she was so smart to keep moving because if she had gotten even in an ambulance for, like, 15, 20 minutes, it could have been a wrap. Because I woke up the next morning and it was one of those bruises that you see – on the internet, like <laughs> my, my entire ankle and foot was the size oh. of, of a grapefruit and it had turned like black Oh, brutal. after I had done all this shit the day before. So that is definitely my worst one. I did end up in a medical boot after that one. Um, but yes, you have, I've done it like before cheerleading competitions. You just have to keep walking. You can be hurt tomorrow. Um, the key is to keep moving. That's savage. Savage on Melinda's yeah. part, and uh, I'm sorry for for ten year reunion alley in that moment. It's okay. I got really drunk, and it was fine. Uh, I think the worst ankle injury I ever had uh, rolled my ankle a million times playing basketball, and the worst one was in an intramural game in college. It was like a fast break. You know, went up for a, a layup, landed, rolled my ankle, like screamed out in pain. Went and tied it up mm-hmm. as tight as possible. Went on the sideline. And I was like, all right, I'm done for the night. 10, 15 minutes later, I'm like, actually, I like kept moving, kept walking. I was like, it feels pretty good. Yep. I'm, I'm going to check myself back in. Another it steal. Lies to you. Uh, another fast break. I'm running. Same thing. Go for the lefty layup. Land on the same ankle. Roll it the exact <laughs> same way as I did it's 10 like minutes before. It's like when you before, bite your lip. Oh, my God, you poor thing. And just let out this. Yelp that everyone in the in the whole gym paused and looked at me and I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm done. I, that's it. I'm calling it here. <laughs> There's no tightening up the boot and, and, and trying from here. So uh, that was my dumb compounding injury back in college. I just sent you a picture of my ankle. Oh, Lord. after <laughs> after I. The oh, that's reunion. disgusting. That is <laughs> such a nasty bruise. Yeah. Really, really great stuff. Okay, let's keep it moving because somebody's going to write a review on iTunes that we talk about our own lives too much. (laughs) Actually, we don't care. We're not doing this anymore, right? Whatever the fuck you want. I wrote down (laughs) 
Melinda does not give up. She laces him up and says, let's fucking go. I love that about her. She kicks ass. Uh, Ayana, totally exhausted. She's thinking about quitting. Darrell and Janelle solve the skull puzzle. Good on them. Um, and then they take off. They go to the wrong fucking checkpoint. They, I understand the confusion because the graphic, this is actually similar to that thing that we talked about uh, from all stars one a couple weeks ago where, you know, it's like the different colors, like the, mm-hmm. the, gr- the skull graphic behind the text was yeah, what red. So they go and follow yeah. the red, even though it says the word blue. So, right. uh, <laughs> our boy Alan in his <laughs> recap wrote a very funny, uh, uh, bullet point. He said, Darrell and Janelle, Love to run, but hate to read. <laughs> it's true, man. They like missed all the instructions throughout the whole yeah. final. Yeah, it's funny that like I still remember getting those tests in high school. Did you ever have teachers that would put like Oh my god, um, I wanted to mention this. I'm so glad you brought this up. Okay, you you go first, and then I'll go. They would put like weird stuff in the instructions yep. of the test. Yep. And it would be like, you know, answer these to the best of your ability. Um, I don't know, whatever instructions say. But then at the end, it would be like, no matter what the question for number 20 is, the answer is this. And they would right. like test your ability to read the instructions before you do something. And then they would like hand it out and they would say, like, okay, make sure you read the instructions before you start. Did you ever have stuff like that happen? In sixth grade, Mr. Oh, Evans God. was so uh, the and he's an absolute saint. He he was a badass too. He uh was the what's the guy who yells on the on the on while well, rowing the coxswain. He was he, he was a coxswain on the '96 uh, Olympic team. So he Whoa, he was like my mom did that in college. That's awesome. That's a little. He, he's like you know can get loud. He's like this love five it. foot seven math teacher. Yeah, but, they're always. They're always little. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, Mr. Yeah. Evans one day is like, Hey guys, uh, you know, we're just going to try something different. I, I, I have this quiz for you guys. Just, just go and take it. And afterwards he was telling us, he was like, so you guys have all been so fucking bad at following the instructions on my test. <laughs> so I gave you this one specific <laughs> test. So the test was, you know, a bunch of random questions, maybe 20 questions or something, some geometry, some math, whatever. And then the, Smartest kid in our class, this guy, Max McClure, I'll never forget it. He oh finished God, the test so, in like, oh, this was a, uh, this was a scarring moment. so triggered me. by this experience. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm sorry that I brought no, it no, up. No, 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 no. It, it's, it's like scarring in a good way in that like, I, I will never ever forget this and I will always be sure to read the instructions because of this. So he finished the quiz in like three minutes and it was like, phys- it's just impossible to, right. if you did all the questions. So he went and turned it in and all the rest of us are like, wait, what the fuck, dude? Like, we know you're smart, but like, you- <laughs> I'm on question three, bro. And right. so he then, I forget if he just graded them or if he like handed them back out t- to different people, you know, so peers grade them. But he was basically like, okay, now why don't you, all you smart asses who took forever to finish this question (laughs) to finish this quiz. Why don't you read the entire blurb at the top of this quiz? And it goes, yeah, answer this to the best of your abilities, blah, 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 blah. Once you finish question two, jump to question 21 or 20, answer that and then turn the test in. 
And mm-hmm. this fucking guy, Max, he even got in front of the class and he stood up, stood up and admitted. He said he had had this done to him in some other class. And that's the only yeah. reason he even knew that this was such this type of exercise. So he would, <laughs> he was like, I fell for it before. So don't blame any of yourselves. So I will forever, forever remember Mr. Evans' sixth grade class experience because of that. Mm-hmm. It really only comes into play now in my adult life and like escape rooms because I'm not on the challenge. Sure, but, sure. Um, <laughs> it seems like we all have the like, I learned something that day and it never left me. Yep. Oh, yeah. Never <clears throat> yeah. forget. That was a long fucking time ago. Longer that than didn't happen admit. in Darrell's sixth grade class. <laughs> uh, okay. We arrive at the end of uh, day one. Both MJ and John A and Ayana and Tech are trying to... They, they finish their biking puzzle around the same time. Um, God, I guess we're not quite there yet. Whatever. Ayana and Tech went from first place, first to arrive, as they are now in last. Other teams have two parts of their mandala, and they are just now finishing their first. They took a really, really long time. This is why I think she ended up quitting is because this biking part was just never ending, just exhausting. Like the the puzzle itself is a nothing puzzle. It was just, this was the endurance grueling aspect of the final. Yeah. Um, Tech and Ayana then go to the cave. Tech fucking freaks out. He's yelling. He wants to write shit down. And she's like, dude, that's like, obviously that's a rule. You can't do that. Like, come on, man. She says it so calmly. Right. <laughs> it was, it was, I loved it. It was no great. Um, okay. I wrote down, holy shit. Janelle fucking rain mans this whole memory puzzle. So I, I think it was actually them that, that like did it in two uh, trips. I, I could not believe how, how quickly and mm-hmm. impressively she destroyed this puzzle. She just knew it all. She knew it. Almost all of them. It was Incredibly impressive. As they're running away, Darrell is like joking, being like, are you proud of me? Like, I remembered like three of them. She's just like, uh, okay, come on, man. It, yeah, the, the joke, the joke didn't land. Let's, let's keep That running. like really sums up the experience of being a woman. That's fair. That like you can body this whole thing yourself, except for like one minor part and have to have a conversation with a man about how you didn't give him enough credit for the f- tiny fucking part that he did. That is the experience of being a woman. Thank you, Janelle. Sounds exhausting. And sorry, love you. Yeah, that checks out. Um, <laughs> MJ and John A struggle with their memory puzzle. Everyone is reaching their breaking point. Uh, Darrell, I wrote, Darrell is just useless in puzzles. Um, then I wrote, "Can you find the second wind, or will you give up?" I believe Me? both. Uh, just, just. <laughs> competitors in the final general I, I think i'm tapping out <laughs> i think both of us have have referenced this when recapping finals in the past is like you are going to reach your breaking point it's not a matter of if it's a when and it's a matter of yeah do you fight through that lull or do you succumb to that because you got to hit a second wind like they all since- they all got that moment of fatigue, they're yeah. so tired. Brain, body, soul, like winners push through it and losers go home. Ain't that the truth? So, uh, Nehemiah. I would be Melinda. home like six episodes ago, <laughs> to be fucking clear. 
I am an armchair quarterback talking about people quitting something that I could never fucking do. But the brilliance of podcasting. I don't have watch me on MTV's The Challenge in my Instagram bio for that reason. So I'm allowed (laughs) I'm allowed to armchair quarterback this entire situation. I would have been gone six weeks ago. It is still so shitty to quit in the final period. Yeah, it's annoying and everybody always points to like oh you quit in the final like whoever you know was the runner-up would have done better would have you know deserved that spot more i don't necessarily subscribe to that i think usually if you make it to a final you had to do something brilliant along the way or you know you, you outlasted everyone you had to go through eliminations if you make it to a final 99% of the time you deserve it but finishing the final is like uh you you also got to earn that you got to earn that respect like particip final participant isn't an award that they give out there there's nothing for that you know i will say though i blame some of ayana's willingness to quit on purging out the fourth team because I think you only quit in that situation. If you think you're on the precipice of being eliminated anyway, Yeah, there's a different kind of push through mentality that you, where, you know, I just have to finish. I just have to finish when it's, I just have to finish faster than someone that I think is beating me right now. That's different. That is the only grace I will show in this situation because I think getting to a final and quitting really, really sucks, but it sucks a lot more if you do it like, and and you could still live to see the next thing if you just finished. I agree. I've forever fucking hated like Mm -hmm. purges before finals. And if you start it with eight competitors, the final, I mean, like, Everyone deserves a chance to finish. Like, I, I forget yeah, what the and first I mean, one what they ever did was. Sorry, say it again. I just said, like, look what ended up happening. The person, yeah. the people who technically didn't even finish oh, won. Man. So it's like, you have to, yeah, you have to give everybody that fair shot. And, I, I you know, we said it about last year on All Stars. Like, why were they, per? why was only one pair purged out after the first thing when there were like 14 other things if you want to do it to where it's like there's nine different checkpoints on this final and someone's getting eliminated every third checkpoint that's one like have a format for it i guess for all stars one but this just didn't it was unnecessary give everybody the same shot and then when nehemiah and melinda won i believe melinda has said in instagram lives after one day one she was like we're finished and I just rewatched it a second ago. Yeah. TJ goes, you guys won day one. And she's like, uh, oh, wait, what? And she's like happy she for a half posted, second. She posted on Twitter that that was a voiceover. That the explaining uh, not of surprising. phase two was a voiceover. And yes, they had no idea that there was more. It's like they didn't eat. She thought when they got that third piece that they won. Probably should have, considering how controversially this next part goes down. Uh, oh, boy. 
if you haven't already, I recommend checking out the EW article with John A and MJ, then maybe pausing, coming back. Um, Allie, what was the uh, Instagram account that you sent that to me that kind of uh, put everything together? The Instagram account is I want my OG MTV. And it's not their most recent po- post as of right now with, with John A and MJ. The first thing on it is Nehemiah and Melinda. I think it's from like a live on Instagram. Right. But there's a lot of information in this post. And a lot of it comes from Janelle. She is just absolutely fucking blowing the door open. But um, she basically goes fully scorched earth here. Yes. And I, I, so I, I will admit, I listened to uh, Challenge Chronicles podcast. They have a whole theory about this. Uh, very fascinating. Also, she was invited back for season three. I doubt she would have been had, you know, those obviously not filmed so close to back to back. Yeah. And she had been like exposing production for being shady as fuck. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of really important, important and pertinent information in both of those things we just referenced. Pause this, go check those out. If you already have stick with us, we're going to jump into the eating challenge. Okay, phase two. We got to eat a bunch of tostadas, burritos, and nachos. You know, not so bad on the surface, but when you once you add fish eyes, crickets, roaches, and a, a glass of blood to wash it down, then Yikes. we've got some some issues here. So I believe the first piece of non televised information that was important here was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, day one basically being ruled as unimportant as uh, MJ and John A didn't even need to finish that final puzzle. And the order for phase one didn't affect, it didn't have any advantage for phase two. Allie, fill us in what actually happened. Okay. So my first thought when I watched this last night was that it was fucking bullshit that there was not kind of any kind of advantage to winning day one. Right. Flash forward to this morning. I sent you that post on Instagram. Uh, Janelle explained, which would have been really nice information that uh, Nehemiah and Melinda as the, (laughs) excuse me, as the winners of phase one, they got a one minute head start on the eating portion. Not huge, but something. Uh, Yeah, but it's like, it's something. You kind of can't give more than that on something like this because it's like, if if everyone's going to finish within the same 90 seconds, it's unfair to give someone. A minute is like a massive head start. Yeah. Or anything in something like this where everyone's sure. going to finish at the same time. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah, guys have to out. run 10 miles and you get a two minute head start, eh, you know, um, this is a, okay, what and you then, call a high variance challenge in that it's so short and has so few checkpoints that literally anyone could have won this. There was no favorite. Right. Right. So while a minute doesn't seem like a lot, <clears throat> It's a little bit more than it seems, I guess. Okay, so um, Darrell and Janelle got a 30-second head start. So if you were like me and you thought this is really annoying that basically nothing that happened here mattered except one team getting sent home, and they quit anyway. Sending themselves (laughs) Um, There at least was, 
there at least was something in there. So right. be mad that we didn't get to see it because it, I'm just my, I feel like my intelligence is insulted every time. Like you think I'm not going to think these things that, you know, there's like 95,000 challenge podcasts, right? Like all of us sit here and we're like, what the fuck? We've watched the show for 35 years of our lives and we're smart enough to be like, Hey, this seems like bullshit to me. Give us the information we deserve. We're, we're a smart audience, dude. It's insulting. Like, I, I feel like district 13 would have had an uprising for less bullshit rules in the hunger games <laughs> than we have had to tolerate with the fucking shit that the producers pull in the finals of these challenges, man. What is going on? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> okay, so the whole so TJ's like, yep. So you just eat a couple of burritos and you run down the the runway and you do a math problem and then you run back and uh, there's a uh, a safe and you open it and you win. And Darrell, along with the rest of the cast, but Darrell's face is the best. They all do like a triple take at TJ and they're like, that that's it. Like, are you, are you fucking serious? Like, what? How is this how you're ending the show? This is crazy. Yeah, I kind of felt that way, too. It seemed like it was like watching Deathly Hallows 1, which take, takes place over nine years. Yeah. And Deathly yeah. Hallows 2 takes place over eight hours. Like, yep, yep. phase one took from six o'clock in the morning until 7.45. Phase one started at the <laughs> elimination the night before. Night. 8.15. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it was questionable, 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 questionable. Okay. Um, I also have a question for production as how they define the word and what constitutes, quote unquote, eating by their definition. Because Melinda had food in her mouth. Oh my God. It fell out and they apparently asked her to eat it again, and because she's a fucking savage, she did it. Uh, Meanwhile, MJ is just chasing his burrito with blood and mixing it around in his mouth like mouthwash and then spewing it out 10 feet in front of him. Like, what? How is that eating? I can't believe I have two college degrees and I'm about to ask this question. But (laughs) what... (laughs) What constitutes actual vomit? (laughs) Does it have to be down the throat and then for it to be regurgitated for it to count as having consumed it? There's a very fine line. This this is the worst day of my life. Allie, remember that episode where Zach Nichols goes, I have two college degrees and he's complaining about being on the challenge. This is like that, but times 10. But I'm, I'm telling the truth. Right. I don't think Zach Nibble has two college degrees. I don't think he does either. (laughs) Um, But yet this is like, even before I knew all of the extra uh, untelevised stuff, I was, I was still like, well, this is suspect. Like he's not really eating here. And half of it was like the guacamole, which you can't tell if that's been down the gullet or not. That just looks the same. It just gets spewed out. I don't know. This is a gross topic. <laughs> it's just fucking nuts to me that like there aren't more. Maybe there are more defined rules and definitions and we as the audience aren't privy to them. But it's like I shouldn't be asking 
why Melinda had to eat her own barf and MJ didn't. That just shouldn't be a concept that crosses my brain. No. But also, like, <clears throat> it would be a strategy to fake it in all these eating. That's houses. what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, no, I know. Like, Corey vomits the second any Corey. <laughs> Corey's vomiting in the final I mean, from before is just objectively good television, so it goes though. upwards. Like, who knows if I, he's even vomiting? I love how Corey never, like, keels over to vomit. He's always, like, no. he, he wants he's it to look like an eruption. Yes. He looks like he should be in the middle of a mall. It looks like a volcano. <laughs> it's it's objectively okay, good I'm television. Done. I'm done with the vomit. Fair. Let's move on. Um, Darrell and Janelle are the first to finish eating. They take off. They have to uh, solve this math equation, get the code, and head on back down. Once again. My favorite all- thing, real quick, sidebar, about mm-hmm. their, this team is that if you wanted to come up with like a Brangelina-type combo name, it's just either of their names. I know. I thought, thought about that every time I've had to write their names down as a pair for it's my notes. It's Janelle or Darrell. Yep. <laughs> Love it. It's good. It's good. Uh, I, I said, look at all the women doing the math for their teams. Great job, guys. Bunch of fucking boneheads. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, if whoever – the women ran this. Yeah, from beginning guys, to end. Not even a question. guys were just along for the ride. Yeah. Uh, I did pause at one point. Obviously, I'm not going to do it here because, you know. Doesn't translate to podcasting, but uh, Diana and I did attempt to solve a few of the math problems. They were very simple. You could not. They were unsolvable. I have screenshots. You think? Okay, maybe we only did like one or two, but one that we did was really easy. One was 55. Did Did you get that one? No, you were trying to solve for like each symbol. Are you sure? Because I thought you were only trying to solve for one symbol per like piece of cardboard that was up there per like page. So here's the issue. I know this isn't going to translate well to a podcast and I apologize in advance. However, we do not care. So, I mean, and it does, it needs to be discussed because this was part one of two parts of an incredibly essential leg for deciding this season winner. So let me just open up my screenshots here because okay. the first issue that I have is with, um, Hang on, who sent these to me? Okay. The first issue that I have is with, first of all, Darrell and Janelle's very first poster is light years easier than anyone else's. Okay. The very first thing on Darrell and Janelle's poster is three tacos equal 36. Right. right. That was an easy the one to start. The first thing on the other poster is chili plus parentheses bowl times mask parentheses. Like, huh? <laughs> Okay, so. Okay, so. But see, notice at the bottom of the equation, there's always like a new symbol. That's what I think you're trying to solve for. And that's the one that you take to to the safe. Listen to me. So, Darrell and Janelle, this is their first poster. Three tacos equals 36. Right. So, a taco equals 12. Taco equals 12. Okay, so then you can't solve the next one. It's V plus corn plus V equals six, but you don't know what those equal. So the third one, this is where it gets really stupid for podcasts. I'm just so sorry to anyone listening to this right now. <laughs> There's got to be the some math one, nerds loving this. Write it down with us. Okay, so taco <laughs> plus taco plus V equals 24. So V is zero. V is zero, sure. 
Okay. So then go back up. Zero plus corn plus zero equals six. So corn equals six. So we've got 12, six, and zero. Okay. Okay. Bottom equation, taco times five. 12 times five is 60. Mm-hmm. You solve the parentheses first. Um, plus or, or corn. Or not, just because you don't nope, recognize you do. PEMDAS. Corn. So 60 plus corn is 66 minus two is 64. So a hat equals 64. Okay. That's everything on the first poster. Okay. So go to their second poster and get ready to scream because. Hold on. Let me back the mic away. The first thing on their second poster is taco plus corn. The same symbols from the first equals V plus three. So 12 plus six equals zero plus three. Are you sure no, the f- that this isn't, this isn't an independent thing? Like it's taco is 12 on all of these boards. But here's the, here's the thing, buddy. Listen. So let's say they do have new um, values. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the first equation uh, you can't solve because you don't know, you don't know three out of the four things. Taco okay. plus corn equals V plus three. The second equation is V equals taco plus seven. You can't solve that either. Right, but you can plug you that into the, the V in anything. the first one, but yeah. Right, but e- okay, so let's say the V in the first one is four. So taco plus corn equals four plus three. Like, do you see what I'm saying? And then the next equation, get this, is one equals Corn divided by taco. I know. I saw that too. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? Corn and taco are the same thing. Yeah. You only get one by doing like five divided by five. Yeah. And then the next thing you get to is parentheses V, I think times two plus taco times two equals guitar. So if they are the same values from the first poster, none of these equations make any fucking sense. And I don't think the second poster, if they do have new values, are even solvable. And Logan, this is the easiest one. <laughs> um, okay, so here's where the conspiracy theory comes into play. So Janelle solves big all conspiracy three. Conspiracy energy on our very first podcast together, I, so it makes a lot of sense. Don't think that that's that lost on me, that, that there's a, the very first pod we ever did together was a final where we had a, a tinfoil hat about it. Now we're doing this again. So Janelle solves all three, not Darrell whatsoever. They, MJ and John A are the first ones to leave the math equations. Now, without even knowing any of this, when they were running, when each of the three teams were running down the runway, did you notice that the sunset is at completely different points in like every single shot for like seven straight shots? I was just so mad about the the math. This was my first mapping. clue that like something fucked happened. Something here. was afoot, yeah. Yeah, because like they show uh, Darrell and Janelle take off and it's like sort, it's like middle dusk. And then they show MJ and John A take off and it's like much darker. But then when they show MJ and John A running, it's like way lighter. So it's like all over the place. Just go back and right. watch this like 30 second sequence. It's really bizarre <laughs> filmmaking wise. So apparently what happened. Yes, I'm channeling my inner apparently kid from the Owen show. Apparently <laughs> that's a throwback meme. Uh, MJ and John A 
left first. They got down there, punched in their code multiple times. We're like, what the fuck? Turned to the producers are like, are these the correct three numbers? Producers said, yes. Producers say, uh, we need a, a shot of you guys, you know, riding off into the sunset. So come jump in. On, just, just, just go run down to the uh, jet right now. So they run down to the runway. They're about to walk in. TJ's going to say you're the winner, even though they don't have the half a million dollars in fake yeah, cash. Yeah, to be clear here, the, the, at this point, the safe never opened. And I just want to remind everyone, this isn't me and Logan being fucking lunatics. This is in the uh, Entertainment Weekly article interviewing right. John A. and MJ. This which, is not too Which crazy. is like, why would MTV allow for this interview to even come to light? That's a whole nother fucking topic of discussion. Let's just get through the facts first. Sorry. So, no, this everything is an important like distinction at this point. Yeah. So feel free to jump in if I've missed anything. So they're about to walk in and TJ is going to shake their hand. Some producer gets on the horn and is like, uh, guys, you need to get back into this truck, which you actually see the truck for a half second uh, later on. It's very <laughs> funny once you know what it is. Um, and he's like, no, you guys got to jump in the truck and go back and finish put in your code. We figured it out. There's a, a fourth step that you have to complete. And so oh they get back there. All three teams are racing to, to do this correctly. We see in the show, John, A say, Oh my God, the instructions are right there. Why didn't we follow the instructions? Allie, do you remember your seventh grade locker or whatever it was, you know, how, yeah. the, how to use that sort of the very first thing is like spin it three times. Yeah. Right. The very to reset first thing it. is spin it to reset it. Right. So you have to do that. You have to cross zero a certain amount of times each way you spin. Mm -hmm. This is all standard operating procedure. Um, but what is claimed here is that there is a secret, quote unquote, fourth thing you needed to do, a fourth step to unlock it, right. which sounds like the production's covering their ass. And uh, they eventually unlock it with or without help from production run down the runway and we see what we see. So what Janelle's conspiracy is, I don't think she's outright said this. Uh, Challenge Chronicles did say this and I wanted to mention though and uh, give them credit that Janelle for the last four months has been running over these fucking numbers in her head. She could not, she's like, you know, Devin at the last right. final, never going to forget this fucking combination for the rest of her life. So when she got her screener earlier this week and saw the math puzzle and had, you know, as much time in the world to figure it out. She's like, no, my numbers were all fucking correct. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm sure in her mind, her and Darrell did the, uh, correct order for crossing zero and, and following the directions correctly. But production had already had this big screw up and basically given the title to MJ and John a that they mm -hmm. somehow, uh, disconnected or, you know, change the code for both Darrell and Janelle and uh, who's the other team? Um, Nehemiah, and Nehemiah and Melinda changed their code or just made the code that they were originally given just defunct and not work for them because you see them frustrated and think that they're doing it correctly time after time after time. Did I miss any major occurrences? Your theory is, and some and Challenge Chronicle theory is that the, the those safes were switched. 
or just became defunct once they had already decided that MJ and John A were the winners, regardless of how this final leg actually goes down. Right. Yeah, it's it's um <clears throat> it's pretty wild to me that the whole the the safe is broken, just take off running. Oh wait, we're gonna chase you down in a pickup truck. You have to go back. I mean, you could you could argue that <clears throat> they had so much time to run towards the plane, go back and do it again, that they're the clear winners. Right. But man, it just, all of it just really stinks. When you combine everything that happened in this final, in that they only qualified for part two because someone else quit. They didn't even finish. Mm -hmm. MJ has this suspect. Go ahead. Can I, can I comment on that really quick? Yeah. Because I've thought about that a lot today, <laughs> that it's really unfair that they didn't have to finish. But yeah. here's the other thing. We have seen people win and time out on a puzzle. So True. let's just say, okay. let's just okay. say for argument's sake and so that we feel better about what took place, let's say they had five hours to finish all three puzzles. Ayana quit before the end of the five hours. This is all me making this up, right? For mm-hmm, example's mm-hmm. sake. John A and MJ kept going for the whole five hours. Like how many times have we seen in a final, like, okay, your 30 minutes are up. You can just go ahead. Like if there was something like that in place that we didn't know, cause we don't know shit. It seems a little, uh, just a little bit more fair that, they didn't technically finish. They just timed out, which has happened a number of times. Yeah, you're right. No, that that's a that's a really really fair and legitimate counterpoint. As In my have mind, seen that, that is the only thing that makes it remotely fair that two people who didn't finish phase one won this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But. It's really the only thing in my mind. Like, it's a big old asterisk of like, well, people have timed out on puzzles plenty of times and and still gone on to win. So, I mean, yeah, it, I don't know. It's not it's dissimilar to Polly like gassing out War of the Worlds two, but like surviving and then day two goes. You know, obviously doesn't go on to win, but like goes on to make it to the final stretch, despite <laughs> dragging his team down for part one. Right. Um, I think a lot of people would have felt a little bit better if we knew about the advantages to winning phase one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it really, it just gets so murky. All of this like sort of bad juju going on. I don't know. I have also, just so you know, resorted to taking the math problems from their second poster that don't make any sense to me and replacing the taco and the sim and the corn and all that with X and Y and trying to solve these algebra equations. And I, you getting anywhere? I, I no, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, also yeah, it was algebra just... in the final, like it's one thing to do pattern stuff and math and subtracting and adding and divide, but like fully remember how to f- quote foil an occasion, uh, an equation is, is not great. Plus the last equation here is Z times two plus X times two equals B. 
you can't have that many variables and be able to solve. Sorry, I'm I'm big mad because I'm a, a math geek and I should be able to solve this and it's unsolvable and that's really unfair. Yeah, it was um a lot of very suspect decisions made by production here. It, it's just you want us to take it seriously as a competition and yet you're like th- this isn't just producer um what's the word uh intervention interference is, yeah right th- this is full-on like geppetto with I- I- pinocchio like pulling the strings like mm-hmm. when you are before like it's it's tough and it's frustrating because there's a lot of stuff that goes into to making this work and so many moving parts but you would think of anything that entire final that they wanted to get right it was make sure the simple ability to open up our f- our our final thing that open up the safe to declare a winner that is probably arguably the most important single moment of the whole final of the whole season. And yet Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. can't even get that part. Right. Right. And I don't know who to blame. Is it some intern who, who just like carelessly put in the, or some production assistant who carelessly put in the, the code, or is this like, you can't expect them to read these instructions when they're that tired at the end. I don't know. I don't know what's to blame, but this is too many finals in a row that have had such controversial circumstances that this is becoming the like calling card for the show is controversial winner. I know. And it's just fucking sloppy. And for a show that's been on this long and especially with all stars, a show that was so like just grassroots supported by us, the people who want to enjoy this. It's really, it's insulting. Like, did you not hear us when we said, like, don't change anything about the season one final, except yes is the guy winner, and then whichever woman crossed the finish line, you know, that's the girl winner. Like, I, I don't get why they had to have this hard reset after doing, you know, 85% of the final. And then it's like, okay, now, according to, you know, if you just watch the show, now everyone starts at the same spot. Here's some eating. Here's some running. But, oh, by the way, we we couldn't get this thing right at the end, so we're just going to literally bus these, this couple to the finish line. Like, yeah. what the fuck, just, man? I know. It sucks. It really sucks. And it's like, it's something that you look forward to for, you know, 10 weeks and, and in the weeks leading up. And you just want it to be this big, exciting thing and and then you know you also start to have the like the spoiler conversation too it's like is this show just plagued with an inability to deliver between somebody leaking all this information the spoilers being so readily available on the internet and and i haven't gone looking for a spoiler in years and i've known everything but who won all stars too right and right so then you start to get into like okay, well, there's a chance I could find out who wins before it even happens. And then I can still try and enjoy it just for entertainment value, even though I know who's going to win. And it still has, it it has no entertainment value. I mean, that's harsh, but because it doesn't make any friggin' sense. Yeah. 
And, then and it I, all comes down to in that same Instagram post that I sent you that we referenced earlier, Janelle saying, I have come to terms with the fact that this isn't a competition show. This is a reality TV show. And it has gotten so riddled with at this point with what makes a good show versus what is truly a competition a fair and equal competition it's just and it's just annoying that they brand themselves as the america's <clears throat> fifth major sport it's like no dude you're proving no, you're year and year out that you're the opposite of that you you are leaning into the narrative right. and reality tv aspect of it which is okay but like you can't present yourself as a legitimate competition then no and then yeah it just sucks as i alluded to earlier like what i i can't understand why this ew entertainment weekly uh article exists right why would mtv approve that why would m why would mj and john a go rogue after winning there's no reason for that obviously mtv approved it or wants this information out there is i guess my question for you is is the only fucking thing MTV and Buna Murray care about is just like social engagement. Is, is that, is that where we've gotten to that? Like the only thing that matters is are people tweeting about it? Cause that seems right. to be their end goal. <clears throat> yeah. Cause now you're talking about something more similar to the bachelor than, yep. than totally anything else. Totally. Uh, cause I'm still th- people are talking about it. I just want you to know. Say it again. I'm still doing math over here. Like I'm, <laughs> I thought you were saying, trying to. I thought you were going to say, I'm still watching Clayton's season over here. <laughs> we are not. I never started watching Clayton's season. We are not season, watching so. Clayton's season. We, we do not stay. <clears throat> He's fine. So on He's every, boring. sorry, I'm still riled up. So on every one of the posters, to your point, do you care that I'm still going on about this? I can Please. Stop. No, this is, this is fascinating to me. So the poster with the like little green uh, mountain looking thingies and the pizzas. Mm-hmm. are those pizzas they look like pizzas um but this is kind of a blurry picture so those posters the first one ends with the little maracas the second one ends with a cactus and then the third equation is the maracas plus the cactus plus four divided by seven equals something else but on the poster with the chili peppers the mask and the bowl the first one all comes down to a margarita glass so you're solving for the margarita Right. The second one doesn't solve for anything. There's no, I there's noticed no that too. unknown. There was no one you're trying. There's that, no unknown the symbol. Yeah. It's I don't the know. Bowl. I don't know. Oh, maybe the bowl is, oh, the bowl is different, Logan. Ah, okay. So the same bowl, hang on. The same bowl from the first poster is on the second poster, but then you're solving for a different bowl. Okay. <laughs> See, this Lord is like when we have all day to to do this math and it still is confusing or doesn't make sense. How can you expect them on two days of now sleep deprivation right, to be able to do this? That's what I'm saying. I slept really great last night. Thank God. And I got a perfect <laughs> score on my math SATs. And I'm like, how did you expect them to be able to do this? There's a reason that they're not fucking college professors and they're on MTV at 40. Uh, I guess my final question here is 
is this a legit win? Uh, I am very, very happy that John A won. She is an incredibly deserving winner. She crushed both seasons. Uh, I'm also incredibly stoked on her journey from being sort of a happy to be here contestant to now a fucking champion. Um, and I'm not trying to take anything away. You know, it's like, uh, like I said before, if you deserve, you deserve to be a final, to be in the final. If you make it to a final, uh, I think for the most part, you deserve to win a challenge season. If you win a challenge season, um, I'm just having a real hard time counting this as like a 100% like true tried and true victory. There's just too much production help. Uh, not that I'm not going to refer to, to John a as a champion, but right. I, I don't know. It just, it just feels slimy and that's not even taken into account, you know, the, the quote unquote rumors going on with, with the two of them, but that's a whole nother topic. Uh, I don't know. Oh, it just, yeah, v- bizarre season, bizarre ending, and of course it it ends with a like a fucking Marvel movie now where they're like, "We'll be back, season three. It's on the way, guys. Stay for the post credit scene." <laughs> <clears throat> um, I don't know. I'm kind of with you. I mean, it does feel a little icky, but I'm sort of inclined to just say like, okay, they set out to make the show that they wanted to make. They brought these people back and for better or for worse, that's who won the show that we were presented. And, you know, for the casuals, the people who don't do social media, who don't listen to podcasts, I mean, God bless you. You must have (laughs) so much more of a peaceful life than we do, but they don't know the difference. So in terms of delivering a show that someone enjoyed watching, sure. But is it you know, does it feel like a legit? Because yes, like yes, championship feels up, legit. Yeah, the, his his is legit. There was a point system. You know, there were parts of it that were odd. There, we did find out some weird stuff about that too. But it was ultimately, I think, legit. The guy who should have won won. I will say my only thing is that knowing what we know about them racing towards the plane without the bag full. And then going back and still being able to do it first, I'm inclined to think that they they finish the math part in so much time that one way or the other, whether it, if the safes had worked the way they were supposed to or whatever, I do think that they 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 won. I think, and it's sort of twofold. I think that they were probably the best team throughout the entire season, maybe besides. Brad and Jody, but I don't think that they were the best team throughout this final, but no, the only thing that mattered was the final leg. Yeah. Yeah. They got themselves to the end and then they, you know, it's kind of a crap. They did the best when they had to. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Once again, uh, a season ends and I've got, my aluminum tinfoil hat on and I'm just over here shrugging. Like, I don't know what to fucking think. <laughs> like it feels like, it feels like the first time. <laughs> exactly. Dude. <laughs> feels like we're back in episode one, man. <laughs> well, that wasn't your episode one. That was my episode one, but it is kind of funny that we were doing the same thing three years ago. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I think that's the long and short of all stars too. Um, now, while the the article itself was 
incredible and we love Alan and it was completely humbling and amazing Woo! to, to be on his blog. Uh, there is one little uh, incorrect fact on there. As he says, All-Stars 2 will be uh, our, our final challenge pod. We will be covering All-Stars 3. Uh, so. so here's what had happened. <laughs> yeah. We, when we decided so. to stop covering... Yeah, what had happened was, when we decided to stop covering the show that's on MTV, we thought it would go 37. The, right. All-Stars 2, 38. All-Stars 3. That is apparently not how it's happening. Um, as you probably figured out from the post credit scene last night with TJ Iron Man Lavin, um, All-Stars 3 is coming faster. It's filmed. It's done. Um, 38, I don't even know if they've made their final calls yet. I believe it's so not filming are- until middle or end of March, so that's a ways away. We aren't liars, and we didn't say (laughs) that we were doing this just so you guys would tell us how much you love us, which was so, yeah, wildly humbling, so overwhelming. I cried a lot. Ashley Lamana called it. Logan cried too. Sure did. Scott Scott literally texted me. Scott texted me and was like, you guys are like Ric Flair out here, you know, with your five retirements and, you know, getting your ceremonial send-offs. And I'm like, yeah, I think the messaging was a little confusing. Um, a week, honestly, if you told me we weren't doing all stars three, I would just enjoy like shooting the shit with all of, with, with you, Logan, and with our discord that we're keeping open. Like we have the community, the community isn't going anywhere. The filming stuff, we got confused. I think everybody got confused. Sorry to be our own bait and switch. We are planning on covering all stars three. However, it will be. Maybe not every single week. We took last week off, you guys. I was so, so freaking sick. I could not even get a word out. Um, but we are going to continue All-Stars. Just not in the, like, very uniform. Um, there, will, there won't be a Patreon. Like, I, it's, it's, we're going pretty casual. We're going part-time. No benefits. We show up when we want to show up. <laughs> precisely. Precisely. <laughs> Yeah, d- like don't expect a commission only salesperson. No one's <laughs> expecting you to be there at eight thirty in the morning. Retiring you're... from from the week to week grind. That's right. Sorry for saying that in a really long winded way. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't believe there is any sort of date for All Stars three yet, but it's definitely going to be soonish. I don't think they would show that to us without it being you know six eight weeks away, something like that. Yeah, I don't think it's I that yeah. Maybe. I don't maybe, think we're gonna get the break off. we thought we were gonna get, Logan. <laughs> <We thought laughs> yeah, it, that, more importantly. We thought we would see you guys at like Thanksgiving for All Stars Three and be like, Oh, we're gonna do this season, it's gonna be really fun. Not that it was gonna be like still daylight saving time when right. it that, comes back. That baseball hasn't even had opening day yet and we're We are liars. Through. We're just confused easily. <laughs> Or, but you know, will, sorry to be clear, we will not be talking about Josh Martinez on this podcast anymore. That's basically what we should have said. Any show that has Josh Martinez in it or Fessy, we're not talk. We're not. We're done with that. Put that Tina on been, the show or I'm not talking about it. That would have been far more specific. You're right. 
All right, well, that wraps up our, uh, once again, controversial recap of a controversial episode of All-Stars 2. I hope you guys enjoyed the season. We had a great time interviewing cast members. And, uh, yeah, you know, those will still, once in a blue moon, if something crazy happens in the challenge world, we'll definitely dive in and uh, and try to, you know, get get it straight from, from cast. But who knows? This is sort of the... Um, ellipses question mark ending of rotten banana right is that is that a this is like when you play when you go to a concert and they play their like almost most popular last song and then they go off stage and everyone keeps cheering and you're like oh that wasn't even like if if it's like a gavin DeGraw concert and he doesn't play i don't want to be you're like he's coming back he's coming back right right this is that you guys we it's our second most popular song we're trying to convince you we're going away we're not, we're not even going away right away. We still have a couple more interviews in the month of January. Yep. And we are, Logan, do we want to go ahead and like announce yeah, yeah, that announce we are going to have another trivia night? Totally. Probably the last trivia night because, again, we're going part-time, kids. Um, I think we said, what, Monday, January 31st? Because then it's like end of January. Shut it down. Turn off the lights. Take the espresso maker out of Cafe Disco. Right? <laughs> That's what's happening. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, Monday, yeah. January Market 31st is trivia. Yep, absolutely. <clears throat> All right. It's been fun. The ride's not quite over yet. You haven't gotten rid of us yet, guys. But uh, we look forward to, you know, hanging in the Discord. Once again, if you're not, uh, have not been a member of the Patreon in the past, but um, want to join the Discord, DM me on Twitter, at Hedrick Files, and uh, we can get you in there. All right. That's all she wrote. Rotten Banana Podcast. We out.